The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. It's us again, Sean Fry Kalichi Osunwa with a full-time whistle coming at you from Oakford uh, with a beer in hand. Kalichi, cheers to another great day of uh, MPL football. Wild day of MPL football. Well, yeah, I don't Absolutely think you even need wild. to say wild. It's, it's kind of like, what, what do they call it? It's it's uh, when, when a word is superfluous because uh, you are so used to saying it. it, it it's like you, you don't need the wild part. No. It's just men's WAMPL. That's it. That's all you need to say. You know it's been wild. Uh, and I, I don't – I was saying to you at the end of the game, I've just looked at all the scores and I don't even know where to start. Uh, so why not start with the Cockrells? My Cockrells. I was down at Dalmatinats Park. Big game for There was some drama Kings, in that game as well. Uh, there were moments of drama. There were, there were large moments of nothing uh, as well, but there were moments of drama. Um, there was a, a penalty in the first half awarded to Coburn. Um, which could have set the uh, the cockles amongst the pigeons, if you will. Uh, however, it was it was. I'll, I'll be very very clear in case Josh Chites uh, listening uh, and and you're here. The penalty was kicked towards the goals. It was on target to go in, and the goalkeeper got down and uh, stopped the ball from going into the goal. So you guys call that what you want, uh, but it, it's not a goal. That's the one thing that we can say. It definitely isn't a goal. Uh, to, Mitch, make, to make it more complicated, you said that it was an awful <laughs> penalty as well. It was not a good penalty. It was not a good penalty. Clearly missed the opportunity to yeah, it was. It was not a good penalty. Um, it was a pretty regulation save uh, for David Keenan. Obviously, both goalkeepers did their job. Clean sheets, the nil-nil, the final score. Uh, Michael Craggs in particular had, a, had a, I think, a, a pretty good game. There was a corner late on where he, he stuck out a, a leg, did his best David De Gea impression from a, a header or a, a knock-on from, yeah, maybe a yard out. Uh, nice reflex save there. Uh, and, and that really earned the Cockers a point. But just before halftime, Mitch Oxborough put one in uh, but was uh, disallowed uh, for offside. He had a free kick laid on that he hit fairly well, but again, Craggs was equal to it. And yeah, those were the main flashpoints. Liam Murray went down rather easily for a, for a penalty shot in the second half, didn't get it. Uh, Did they and, isolate him with the fullback quite a lot? Because I know that that's one of the, their, their big points is get him in the box, get him doing the little chicken wing with the left with the left hand as he dips and dives. Yeah, they, they, do, they do try to, and he, and he does look dangerous. Probably didn't have his best game but conditions weren't uh it, it wasn't Liam Murray uh, footballing conditions and and probably wasn't Olympic Kingsway conditions yeah. footballing conditions I, I think I think if there's one player that if Kingsway that it does suit it would be be the big man um but yeah the 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 game really just never clicked into gear uh the pitch wasn't in the best condition a, a lot of rain the, the last uh, you know sort of overnight and today just on and off so it was very slippery a lot of players losing their footing there was a moment uh with minutes left to play where friday zico uh, juggled the ball and brought it down and took oh, it around one from 30 yards out set his sights on a pass for some reason 
passed it off, it got turned over and went up the other end. So Friday. And that's why you've got to shoot from 35 yards. You, 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 come on, mate. We've, we've come to expect it from you. But, yeah, uh, big point for Coburn with all the other results that down the bottom. They stay out of the drop zone, I think, by a couple of points uh, that, with, that has Glory and Inglewood currently occupying and, and Florian and Armadale just out on goal difference, would you believe? Uh, does that mean Armadale have a better goal difference than Florida Athena? Well, how about that, considering Florida have... Sorry, Armadale have uh, lost 4-1, 6-1 and 4-1 in the last few weeks and they still have a better goal difference like two. than Florida Athena. That is that is absolutely crazy. Just, just when you think it can't get any crazier, you look at all these little... Uh, yeah, the, the oddities on the table, uh, but but as I say, uh, back back to Coburn. Big big point for Coburn. Big two points dropped for Kingsway because that two points would have meant uh, they had the league in their hands with four games to go. Win out, win four games, win the league. Which newly promoted side we have to remember, and and also one of the teams that they're uh, competing against was the newly promoted side from last season. So yeah. Sterling and, and Kingsway, just absolute hats off to the, the organisations, the running of the clubs, whoever's in charge there. They've done a fantastic job. To, Coaching to get, staff. Yeah, everyone. I guess we should give the players a little bit of credit as well, but um, they get enough credit. Uh, and that, it, is, it is what it is for, for Coburn. I think their goal survival. Kingsway now, I, I mentioned it, uh, you'll hear the interview with Tyler Garner I got after the game. Where we, I mentioned that um, that dropping those points just means that they can win all four games and, and they're guaranteed to tie for top spot with Red Star now, but they have a significantly inferior goal difference. So they are basically going to need to win out and then hope Red Star drop a point or two somewhere else, uh, which, I mean, anyone can beat anyone, as we know uh in this league, so I wouldn't be certainly wouldn't be giving up the ghost if I was a Sterling or, or Kingsway. But where were you today, uh, mate? Look, we'll we'll tee that up in a sec. But let's get that interview with you and Tyler Gardner. Oh, very good. Uh, he's not a gardener though, although he does chew up the grass. So it's but he, you know, my second language. Ty- me Tyler Gardner. <laughs> uh, this is the, the quick chat I got with him after the game. Uh, here with uh, Tyler Garner after Coburn nil, Olympic Kingsway nil. Uh, not the result I'm sure you were hoping for today, but how do you assess the performance? Yeah, well, we had a, a lot of chances in the first half. You know, if we if we take them, it's a completely different game. Um, obviously, in the second half they came out and they, they had a plan to sit off and it worked. So fair play to them. Um, obviously, it's it's our own our own faults. You know, we had we had the moments to take it. So yeah, we just have to rebuild and be ready for next week against the Sterling. Yeah, four games to go now. Uh, I don't know if you know the significance of the, the drop points today. It does mean that, barring about a 30-goal change in goal difference, the league's not completely in your hands. You will need Red Star to drop at least one point. But four games to go and you're still in the running for the title. We spoke to you after the night series. and Did you think back then, I mean, you, you would have been optimistic, but did you really think you'd be in the title race with four games to go? Well, obviously, at the start of the season, after the night series, we said we want to push for top four. That's always been the goal. You know, we had, didn't have the best starts of the season. We were 0-3 and uh, we, we worked hard, you know. We, we, we did as much as we could and we've built something really strong. You know, we've had like, five or six clean sheets in a row now. So, as you can see, what's happened with the league this year, anything can happen. So, four games to go. It's not over to it's over, so we'll have to see. Two particularly big games coming up in those four, Sterling and Red Star. Uh, 
do you prepare for those any differently or is every game the same at this point? Uh, every game's the same, you know, you just have to work hard and get the result, you know. It's obviously the game against Sterling's our first game back at Kingsway in a while, so it'll be nice, the pitch is looking amazing, so it'll be, hopefully it'll be a big crowd and yeah, it'll be enjoyable for everyone to watch. Well, good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Uh, I hope you push it all the way, uh, if, if nothing else, then make a good title race for the neutral and that final fixture uh, between Olympic Kingsway and Perth Red Star on the last round of the season looks like it might be a doozy. Yeah, absolutely. Another one could be massive, eh? depending on, on the results. But well, like I said, we have to wait and see what happens. Um, just keep working hard and push till the end of the season. All right. Good luck with the rest of the season, mate. Cheers. So, yes, uh, not quite in their hands, but it's still very, very tight. And, and as you said there, that the goal at the start of the season was top four. I think they've all but cemented that. I'd, I'd be very surprised to see them, them slip out of there. Uh, what are they sitting on now? 30 points. Basically, we're only a couple of points behind, so you never know. They do have that game in hand, though. Uh, although, having said that, the two of their last four games are against the top two sides. <sighs> Mate, they could be relegated. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I got no idea. I got no idea. Speaking of relegation... Oh, mate, I was down at Lark Hill, and I can actually say down because we are so far south, and it's still <laughs> further down, um, farther down, sorry, Josh, um, at Lark Hill for the game between <laughs> Inglewood and Perth Glory, and I don't know how to, like, sum this game up. You stole so, all the excitement that so, we're missing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was absolutely mental. So the game starts, and, and before kickoff, there's about seven players part, who were part of the Perth Glory first team set up who were down for this game, which brings its own difficulties, right? Plus starting like, for this game? Yeah, starting yeah. for this game. So that's seven players who would initially have been part of this team at the start of the season, um, but have ended up being part of the Perth Glory first team, and then that setup haven't had a lot of game times, haven't had a lot of minutes. One of them was former gold medal winner Jordano Colley, who was back um, playing his first 90 minutes in easily a year I did notice him on the, the highlights yeah. it's hard, hard to miss him easily a year and <laughs> and um, and so I, I saw that and I was like oh goodness gracious me Inglewood might be in trouble here but it was Inglewood Sean who took a two goal lead after 25 minutes and what do we say about two goal leads the most you're dangerous you're far more likely to win than with one goal <laughs> unless you're Inglewood however who, who don't even like to win with three goal however, leads however yes unbelievable two weeks in a row now that's oh. why they're bottom of the league, isn't it? And so, and so, what ends up happening for them? No, uh, third, third week in a row. Sorry, not two weeks in a row because last week they had a one nil loss against uh, Kingsway. Ah, uh, yes, of course. But, yeah. but we'll go back to it. So they played, they played their classic. Um, they played their night series kind of game. Two banks of four. They sat deep. They had a number ten who kind of switched around with Bakabusha and with Shab Makala and. They just played it long. They played into the channels. First chance they got, they tried to turn around um, Glory and they won the second phases and they end up scoring two absolute worldies. Check out our Facebook page mm. and our Instagram yeah. page. Uh, Buffalo wow. gets one. He hits it on the volley and it goes That's just so instinctive as well. It's oh. just, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, but again, it's the ball gets played in. Karen Salinger wins the header. They win the second phase. Actually, no, that's the second one. It's Glory's throw-in. <laughs> Glory get a throw-in. They get thrown into the midfield. They lose the ball. Bounce, bounce, bounce. They don't deal with the second phase. Bang, goal. Yeah. Then another ball gets played out. Karen Tallinger wins the header. It goes to Michael Domfe. He holds off his man, plays a little one to Shop McCalla, 
and he smacks it into the top corner. Oh, that was McCalla. The yeah, second one was the second it? one yeah. was McCalla. Yeah. And so and so Great now strike. now Gloria now down two 0 Probably better than the first even. And for all money, it looks like oh, okay, Englewood surely don't let this slip because they're sitting deep. They're playing exactly the way they want to play, and you could tell from that first half that some of those first team players were just undercooked. Yeah, for Perth Glory. They just hadn't had minutes. And so on one hand, you feel for John because he's got to bring these players in. He's, he's the reserve manager, but he's got added pressure. So you've got to bring these players in, give them the minutes that they want. They'll bring you more quality. They'll bring you more composure. They'll be able to give you more bastardry to see out games. But from the attacking perspective, they don't have the same kind of dynamic that they would if they had uh, 18 games worth of... Well, it's a whole team thing, isn't it? When, you, when you're chopping and changing half a team like that, yeah. it's, it's not so much, you know, attack uh, versus defence. It's, it's the whole 11-man unit that, you know, if seven players coming back in, you know, the, the, the guy that you know is always there when you get it at full back, you know where he's going to be, you know, you know where the wing is going to be, yeah. you know all that stuff. And, and yeah, then you, then you bring in some other players who might be better players, they might be technically better, they might actually get into better positions. But if you're not, Anticipate and you haven't had the reps. And if and if their 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 pass or their first touch or their laying a pass for someone else is a little bit off, it takes them a little bit longer to get into the game. And, yeah. and so so the second half starts and Gloria much better. Um, but Inglewood are absolutely fine because they just get to sit and sit and sit and sit. Mm-hmm. And then drama. The ball gets played into the box. Um, one of the defenders, I think it's Dylan White. He Bruce slips as he's turning. He and as he slips, he hit, his hand hits the ground. And from our angle, it's harsh. It's, it's really harsh. Harsh. Because his hand's on the ground, the ball hits his hand, all the ball comes near his hand. We can't see from our angle. Yeah. And he gets up, turns, and plays, and is running, and Brucey just points to the spot. Claire quickly. So again, this could be one of those situations where he might have rolled it for all we know. We mm. can't see. It, right? it is hard to tell. The, the only thing I'll say is it. Yeah, it's, it it's really hard. And, hard. and it looks it looks incredulous because all the players lose their minds. All the England players are like, "What is going on?" And there's only one Glory player who was kind of like half-heartedly appealing. Yeah. And so, bang, Glory score the penalty. It's now game on. So wait, they scored. So it wasn't saved. It wasn't saved, and it wasn't, it missed. wasn't missed. Okay, good. So that's a goal. So that's a goal. They scored the penalty. Yeah. It's a goal. And then Gio Colley has an absolute slicer, which catches, um, which catches Dunn out, and it kind of like loops over him. In fact, I'm just going to pause this and play it for you right now. Stunning, oh, right? Just saying the game meant it. I'm, I'm, with, you, I'm with you, Gio. He, uh, he knew what he was doing. Uh, I'm actually sitting next to Gio's brother and his grandpa, and I, and I asked him, like, did he mean it? And the guy's like, if it comes off his left foot, that could go anywhere. <laughs> Was he? Um, was that who he was looking for? He seemed to be looking for someone in the crowd. There. Oh well, that's that's celebration. That, that's the drama though, because his um, his uncle is the president of Inglewood, ah. and so he just turns and just gives him one of these ones. <laughs> so it looked it looked absolutely studied. All right, so that's two two, and then in injury time, a corner gets played in. It ricochets. Um, one of the glory players takes a shot. It comes off Kerry Salinger's knee, hits the crossbar. And then Jaden Gorman, who's come off the bench for one of the first teamers, is jogging the spot to head it in. Except from where we look, Sean, he's behind Dunners as the shot comes in. He looks very he offside. Looks offside. He now, looks we've, very offside. We've had a look at it again, and maybe Shub played him on. We can't see where the line yeah, is. We, we couldn't say but, conclusively. But, mate, if I had to bet my life on it, I'd, I'd go with his offside. Oh, and so then that's not the end of the drama. 
it never is. It's three. It's never three is two. In this league. It's, it's three two in the ninetieth minute. Right, ball goes down the other end. Have you seen that penalty shout? I have. The ball goes down the other end. I have and Harry Evans can only do what I can describe as a frisbee flop. <laughs> And he throws me flops as he gets quote-unquote kicked. And Brucey is right there in great position to see what has happened. And he blows for a penalty, except all of us at the stands are going, oh, no, he's just living with us up. We all just think what, he's living was it, So it wasn't for a handball? No. I thought it was handball. I've got no idea. Uh, let's, I, uh, let's, I, let's do the pause thing again and go watch it one more time. Before we do the pause <laughs> thing, I spoke to Harry Evans, and Harry Evans said... I got kicked with ah, a massive smile on his face. Ah, so let's go through the pause thing and have a look. What did you think? Uh, yeah, it looks like he's played the ball there, the defender. <laughs> and it looks like Harry Evans, uh, you know, friend of the pod, one of our favourites. I think he might be in the naughty boy books this week uh, for that bit, bit of a flop. Um, I don't know. And, and look, it's, it's not the most egregious going to ground I've seen probably this weekend even. Um, but... Oh, when there's points on the line and there's a relegation battle, it's, I mean, I, I am an absolute coward, as you know. I, if I was the referee there, I'd just be swallowing my whistle. Um, but Bruce and has that's seen what something. I mean, right? In, in a situation yeah. like that, with, in that context, at this time of the year, at this time of the day, in this part of the country, yeah. localised entirely in your kitchen, like that. Oh, and, then, and then you think, you know, referees shouldn't be thinking about that anyway. It's irrelevant to their job. But then you listen to referees talk about going into big games and the way they'll manage them. So you do referees to the situation. Yes, they absolutely do. Uh, The the crazy thing is, right, speaking of both coaches, and we do have an interview with John Wormsley to come up, um, they both were like, that's the story of our season. They they both just looked at it and just like, yeah. We we can't hold a lead, or they both they both were like, we can't get the win. We can't hold a lead. We can't get the win. Something always goes wrong, and it it looked absolutely insane because it was such a spirited Inglewood performance up until the seventy something minute, up until that penalty. It was a spirited Inglewood performance where glory didn't you didn't see where the glory goal was going to come from. So yeah, we'll check out that interview with John Wright. Uh, Perth Football Podcast, Kalichio Sunwa down here at Lark Hill. It's been an absolute, I don't know where to start with this game. It's been an absolute bananas game. I'm joined by Perth Glory coach John Wormsley. John, you're much more used to these chaotic games than I am. So can you give me a breakdown of, 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 of what happened there or your thoughts on the game? Um, I, th- I thought the first 15, 20 minutes was quite cagey, to be honest. Like I'd be on both, t- both sides sort of feeling each other out. And then we can see it off a, a throwing. Our throwing, you know, you can't get caught in those situations on transition. It, it goes in, they score, and then the second one is long ball, second phase, and the lads score the world from 30 yards. And then from that, then the momentum of the match is against us, and then we have to sort of, you know, try and work that back. But you know, credit to the, the boys. I thought they they worked hard. You know, um, showed a good mentality and resilience to sort of fight back and get into the match. Um, and then yeah, unlucky not to get the result at the end, you know, a penalty at, 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 yeah, at the other end. But um, yeah, that is what it is. Um, one of the elements of, of this game 
both from a positive and potentially even from a negative perspective as you did have quite a few players from the first team set up come down and join the team um, you could see that some of those lads are obviously undercooked in terms of minutes and match but then you could also see personality from others in terms of Collie in terms of Bodner so what's what's that like how does that kind of change your dynamic but at the same time how awesome was it to see some of your young guys be the ones who kind of pulled you out of the mire when you were down to nil yeah, it's been a, like an interesting situation, to be honest, because it's almost like this week it's been a, a new team. So there's eight or nine lads that have came in from the, the first team who were, you know, in, in pre-season, um, you know, maybe lacking match fitness and sharpness, but then they also bring other things, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more experience and all the head, and that's probably one of the things that our side so far this season hasn't had you know it's if, it, if the kids are 15 16 and you're asking them to have an older head and you know manage a match and be experienced that you've got to go through that situation to to do that but again you know your biggest strength your biggest weakness and the fact that our lads haven't got that they've almost got no fear and they'll just take it to teams and that's why we score so many goals um, so yeah it's it's almost like it almost felt like a game in, in pre-season where there's a lot of things because this isn't the usual side there's things that maybe aren't the way they should be usually but then there's obviously other, other positives that have come because of that. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the lads who came on, the, the young lads, done what they normally do, and yeah, really um, energetic, enthusiastic. You know, looking to impact the match, and then you know, even you know, Bodner and Collie and like those lads who, who came down were, were excellent as well. And you know, doing the, the dirty work and managing second balls and stuff, which is uh, yeah, important for us as well. <laughs> and and in terms of obviously your remit and. And the, the entire point and function of the glory is um, development, but also in the situation like this, you can you can see how much experience players are going to get from a quote unquote relegation six pointer. How how does that make you feel that your players stepped up to this moment as well? Yeah, you know, again, it's a it's a really good experience for them because. Especially with the young players, when they play in 18s football and 20s football, you know, without no disrespect to that level of competition, but when they go into the first team, there's pressure on the matches and there's points to be getting. Yeah, and point, points are important, you know. And the way the league is this year, I think if we would have got 23 points in any other season, you're probably eighth and comfortable, and you know, you knew halfway through that that, that was going to be fine. But just the way it is this year, there's about you know 700 teams that have all got 23 <laughs> points. Um, but from our perspective, it's good because you know two 0 down. Well, are we going to get back into the match? Three two up. How are you going to manage the match? <laughs> you know. But again, how do you learn and how do you get through these things? Is you've got to be put in that experience. So yeah, for the young kids, it's um, it's massive for their their development. Look, John, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to have my heart kind of set to rest and try to chill because that was absolutely chaotic for me. Hopefully, it's the same for yourself. And good luck next week as well. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the brief snippet of the full-time whistle podcast you can listen to our full episode of the full-time whistle and 
other podcasts by visiting our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Perth Football Podcast. Patreon.com slash Perth Football Podcast.